following is a paid program from Innovative Financial Solutions. This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Elspa. It's like, hey, let's figure out our break even. You know, in other words, I'm going to collect this many checks now at this dollar amount versus if I took the higher dollar amount, but less checks, right? And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Elspa. I think you're right. I think it's just that people don't want to talk about this stuff. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Elspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri, and wherever you may be listening, this is the Retirement Playbook with Brock Alspaugh, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we're here with you every Saturday morning right here on this great station from 7 to 7.30 every Saturday. Good morning, Tony Shore, my co-host. How are you? Good morning, Brock Alspa. <laughs> uh, great to be here with you. I, hey, I, you can't take my, you know, my deal. You, you know, that's my deal. You can't do that. Well, it's Robin Williams' deal, actually, that we oh, both yeah, you're stole right. it from. Uh, That's true. But That's yeah, true. I, I'm just uh, trying to one-up you there a little bit. Uh, yeah. I won't do that again. That's for sure. All right. Sounds good. You know I need this gig. Plus, I learn a lot from you each week. Well, that's good, too, and hopefully everybody out there listening does as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here's the deal, folks. We're going to give you lots of great information like we do every week. However, you need to do something about it. You can't just take in information. It's useless unless you actually do something about it and act on it. So I want you to do this. I want you to go to my website. It's theinnovativeteam.com, theinnovativeteam.com. Check out past shows, great information we have right now, our main, uh, you know, uh, source of information for you would be a rollover 401k rollover guide. And that's on our website on the very front page. You can request that and we will send it to you. If you have an old 401k or if you're working and you're getting ready to retire and you want to, you don't know what to do with that money, you need to do something with it. Okay. If you left that employer, you don't need to leave your money behind. You know, there are several different options out there and leaving it there may be the best thing to do. But how do you know unless you talk to somebody that understands all this? Download that guide. It will help you get started. Uh, but then give us a call as well. 573-332-7855. All right, Tony, you ready to get into the material this week? I am so ready. It hurts. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. So uh, what are we talking about today? You know, I thought, you know, being the first week of September, let's go ahead and give a little recap on the markets and what's been going on oh, and yeah. what we feel uh, is going forward. And that's going to dovetail right into our main topic this week, which is measuring your reaction to market volatility. So that's going to be some great information to, to listen to. So stay tuned for that. But before we get into that again, we have this uh, markets research um, that I always get from Mr. Wayne Schmidt, the chief investment officer for Gradient Investments. And I want to kind of go over some of the summary of this article here. Okay. Um, it, it, what he says here is the markets seem to be brushing off the election further impact from COVID-19 national debt levels, which have gone through the roof. Uh, you know, the, the trade tensions still from China, all of these things. And despite all of these concerns and distractions, the stock market appears to defy gravity on a daily basis. The economic numbers released in August cannot fully explain the strength exhibited in the monthly stock market returns. We have unemployment 
And August, the employment record, or excuse me, report showed that 1.8 million jobs were added in line with expectations. The unemployment rate fell to 10.2, down from the previous month of 11%. It should go down a little bit more in September is what the experts are projecting. I hope so. But we're still really far away, yeah. Tony, from that 3.5% oh. unemployment rate. Yeah, unemployment rate is terrible right now, yeah. But at least it's well, go- headed in okay. the right direction, right? It is. And so let's let's define what terrible is, though, okay? And the reason I say that, Tony, is because it's terrible for where we were in comparison. But if you actually compare that to other countries and, and whatnot, uh, it, you know, 90% of our population, uh, employable popula- population, is, is employed. And so, yes, I agree with you. It's terrible compared to where we were, but it's still, considering what's been going on, in my view, anyway, is not too bad, you know. Um, it, it's just different because we get soaked into these numbers and where we've been, so we need to make sure that we keep all of this in perspective from a, from a more global perspective, I guess you could say. Um, and so the, one of the reasons why is the housing market has been absolutely on fire, okay? Um, and, and one of those reasons is because of the low mortgage rates. We'll talk about that in a second. But in August... Tony, housing starts were up 22%. Existing home sales rose 24%. 5 million building permits were issued. Pending home sales increased 5.9% last month. That is astounding. Those numbers are awesome. I mean, that is great. And that's really between that and technology stocks of what really kind of uh, got us through all of this. Uh, And we all know the pandemic has changed our lifestyles and behaviors in ways no one could have predicted just six months ago. And yet, the stock market continues to move onward and upward, logging the best August returns since 1984. That's 36 years ago. You know, the S&P 500, that's what most people talk about and associate when it comes to the stock market, Tony. It's trading at an all-time high. And did you know this? And this is kind of scary, actually. The five largest companies in the index of 500 companies. Okay, so we're talking about five of the 500. The largest ones are Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, and Alphabet, which is Google. It represents over 20% of the index. 20% of the index is represented. So five companies out of 500 represent 20%. Uh, that is astounding. And I actually pulled out some more information on that real quick, Tony, is that Apple, and this might, some people find this interesting here, this week, uh, the market cap is now of Apple as big as the S&P 500 energy, utilities, and material sector combined. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Just when you think Amazon owns the world, yeah, correction, Apple does. Well, yeah, they've <laughs> passed cow. $2 trillion in value. Right. That's It's just, it's insane. That's most than know? more countries have. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's their uh, surplus. You, so we have a yeah. how many trillion dollar deficit? Maybe they could help. Maybe they could help the U.S. out a little bit. So that's kind of the summary for, for the stocks. Now let's talk about the bonds in August. Two-year treasury rate, Okay. The two-year treasury note rose three basis points. You know what the two-year treasury note is now yielding? Because it went up three basis points, Tony. So do you know what what it is now? It's 0.14. Yeah. 
Okay, the interest rate on the 10-year and the 30-year Treasury notes they also rose 17 points and 29 basis points, respectively. So now, guess what the 10-year Treasury note is? 0.72. Yeah. It's incredible, you know? Is it good? I mean, it's definitely good if you're borrowing money. It's low. low. It's low. <laughs> I, I couldn't you know? get any lower? I don't know. I can't tell you how many calls I've taken over the last few months, Tony, about, you know, hey, the market's volatile, so I don't want to put my money in the market right now. Uh, you know, but, but rates are just so bad. I'm not getting any kind of yield on my savings. So what do I do? And it's a combination of things. Okay. Um, but, but getting back to this mortgage rates remain low, helping sustain that strong housing market that we were talking yeah. about. Tony, I just, uh, refinanced my home. Yeah, I did too. I got a, did you? Yep. Okay. I got a 15 year note, which is what I would recommend for most people. Mm -hmm. Okay. 15-year note at 2.375 fixed. 2.375. I thought I did good. I, we got ours a few months ago, and it was three. So, And right. I thought that Which was Which is really still amazing. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I got a 15-year for three. Okay, so 2.375, and there was no points, none of that crap. You know, you, you yep. had to, you know, a couple, you know, you had a you know, a couple expenses there. So you had to pay, you know, 1500 to $2,000 in fees to get it done. But yep. 2.375, I'm not so sure that's healthy, you know, no, for a long term. I don't think economy. that can be sustainable. Well, no, definitely. I mean, right. But although they're, you know, the Fed came out a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, we're not really looking to change anything for two years. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, but I do want to summarize all of these thoughts, though, Tony, and say that the past eight months, and this is actually, this is Wayne's words here. The past eight months are a perfect example of the market's ability to whipsaw unsuspecting investors. Markets move at speeds we never thought possible. And here's the main point. It's imperative to position your investment portfolio at a risk level consistent with your investment goals and objectives. And that may sound like, oh, da, 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 Brock, you say that to everybody. No, it's true. Stick with the fundamentals. Blocking and tackling will win you football games, okay? Now, every once in a while, you might win a game on a long pass, but blocking and tackling are going to win you football games in the long run, okay? Slow and steady will always win, all right? So set your course and stay your course for the long haul. Uh, just as a summary, though, Tony, over the last, uh, in August, and in the last trailing 12 months, here's why you need to be diversified and not have all your money in just an S&P 500 fund. That returned 21.94 over the last 12 months. The S&P did. Dow Jones was 10%. NASDAQ, mostly technology companies, returned 49%. So you see the disparity. These are all stock market indexes. But if you had all your money in NASDAQ, wow, you're super happy. But how? what are the odds of you actually doing that correctly over the long run to say, hey, I want to just invest in these indexes that I think will earn me the most money? Don't do it. It's the whole value versus uh, growth. How about you just have both? Okay? Because that's the best way to do it. Be diversified. Okay? I don't think anybody's going to argue with a blended return between those three returns, 49, 10, and 21. No one's going to be mad about that kind of return, right? So set your course. Stay the course for the long haul. There it is, folks. All right. Tony, you ready to get moving on here with the... I, uh, I am so ready. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. important. I really love the fact that you, you broke it down and looked at where we're at. I think it's important for people to understand 
And, you know, it is it is a weird the landscape, I guess, is just mm-hmm. it's very different and constantly changing. That's why uh, you need to look at where you're at. And really, it's based on your personal situation and where you're at, you know, on your time horizon uh, as far as saving for retirement, your investments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad you went over that and covered that. And I, I think, you know, we're going to continue to talk about market volatility mm-hmm. and how we react to it. Correct. I mean, uh, you know, the market has been experiencing some high ups and high downs and, you know, uh, that's what, well, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You you actually brought up a great point, Tony. You said, hey, if you're getting close to retirement, your risk tolerance, your time horizon, those are all so important And people right now. There's lots of people listening to this show right now that I guarantee you are sitting there going, what do I do now? I'm getting ready to retire within five years, whether it's one, two, three, four, five years. And the market's at an all-time high. And we got all this craziness going on. You know, we're not even talking, we haven't even talked about, we talked about COVID-19, trade tensions, elections, rioting, all the stuff that's going on with that. All of these things are going on and yet we're at all-time highs. People are going, can this continue? And if it does continue, where should I invest my money? And here's the point. You need, like I just said a few minutes ago when I did that recap, you need to stick with the plan. And the only way you can get a plan is to know what your risk tolerance is. How do you know what your risk tolerance is? You consider your time horizon and you ask yourself 11 questions, just like we would do on your color of money risk analysis. And you can get started with that today, by the way. Go to mycolorofmoney.org and take these 11 simple questions and it's going to come up with a score and it's going to be a good guiding source. Is it the end all be all? No, but it's a great place to get started. So go to that website, mycolormoney.org, and we can help get you there, guys. I know that a lot of people are, are just kind of nervous, don't know what to do, don't know where to put their money, and those kinds of things. But there are solutions, and we can help you find those solutions that work for you the best. Okay. So, Tony, we're going to talk a little bit about volatility. Again, measuring the reaction to your volatility. And what I'd really like to do is kind of Actually, I've got an article I'd like to reference here, okay? Um, it's actually an article that uh, was on Kiplinger.com. It's Kiplinger.com. The article is titled, Saving for Retirement, How to React to Market Volatility. And there was a poll in there. The poll results were released in January of this year. And it's safe to say they weren't super optimistic about the start of the new decade. The poll found that a lot of Americans are moving their retirement savings from stock to cash. And by the way, if you did that in January, you know, you might be a little happy, even though we're up more now uh, than we were in January. But uh, due to their concerns about the volatility of the market and what 2020 and beyond have in store, that always hurts me to, to hear that, right? Because again, we want to stick with the plan. We don't want to go to cash, okay, because we think the market's going to go down. That's never a good idea. Look what's happened. You know, the market's up now year to date. So you would have missed out on these four, five, six, seven, eight percent gains, and maybe even more. So that's why you want to stick with the plan. Well, Brock, I for one very much like upside. <laughs> upside, right. yeah, upside's one of my favorite things. Come to think of it, so why do people not want to enjoy the upside? I don't understand. Well, here's the, yeah, exactly. And you would have missed out on upside if you got out and put it on the cash in January. Sure, but I don't think it's not wanting to enjoy the upside. That is the problem here, right? I mean, everybody wants upside. I actually think it's quite the opposite. It's avoiding the downside. 
that makes people get a little bit conservative with their retirement savings. That could be just as dangerous as being too aggressive, folks. And that's what the poll found, too. Half of the respondents of this poll thought that the economy is slowing, and almost one-third of people believe that the U.S. will be in a recession before we get to 2021. Wow. Another surprise is that almost 40% of the people are checking their portfolio either daily or weekly. Why does that surprise you, though? <laughs> well, in, in, in my opinion, people check their portfolios less when things are going really well and you just don't have any anxiety or just feel great and utopia-type feeling of, about the markets. But think about this. This poll was before the pandemic hit. So if they felt like that before the pandemic hit, how do you think they feel now? That's why we have advisors. That's why we hold hands. That's why we say, hey, I know things are tough right now, but just hang on, stick with your plan, and eventually they'll be okay. Now, did we know that it was going to correct this fast from the pandemic, you know, as far as the market's concerned? Heck no. And I had confidence in it, but not this fast. And I think that has people worrying too, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, wow, it's gone up so much. And yet, yeah, there's the economy's better, but are we really that much better? So I think people are, you know, a little bit nervous about that as well. Yeah, I think so. Uh, obviously, this is a concern for a lot of folks out there. I'm glad we're covering it. Um, but uh, what's notable about this? So it looks like some of the respondents have actually started to change their asset allocation due to their concerns. So they're actually acting on it. Oh. So it's, they're not mm -hmm. just worried about performance. Uh, they are acting on it. That's correct. 44% of their invested assets were in stocks. But the second most commonly held asset was what? Cash. It was cash. Yeah. What is cash going to do? Look, the TD Ameritrades and the, and the Fidelities and all these online brokers, that's what they want you to do. They want you to put it in cash because they're not charging anything for trades anymore. So how do they make money? Right. Why people, is this People important? ask me that all the time. Look, we have billions of dollars in cash between all of those. That's why they're making money on the cash that's sitting, mm -hmm. and you're not. Respondents on average had more of their money in cash than in bonds, Tony. Mm. And bonds and, and why is that? why is that in particular notable? Well, for many years, many financial services professionals, the rule of 100, when retirees and pre-retirees were encouraged to subtract their age from 100 and use the resulting figure to allocate stocks and bonds. So in other words, if you were 70 years old, you would take 100 minus 70. So that's 30. And that's how much you should allocate uh, to stocks. Yeah, that like is that a common, uh, that was a common rule right. that most financial advisors talked about. Right, exactly. And, and is it again, you know, <laughs> that's a very general rule. It's a stock allocation rule, you know, as you could say. Uh, is it the end-all, be-all? No, I would rather see people get a customized plan. Yeah. If you want to start there, fine. If you're, you know, young and you're saying, hey, I want to have, if you're 30 years old and you want to have 80% in stocks versus 70, which is what the rule would tell you, great. Let's get a customized plan, though, and understand why you were invested in what you're invested it's one thing to have an investment, but why do you have it? You know, I was talking to somebody uh, last week, and they said, well, I own this particular stock. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name the stock. 
But I go, well, why do you own that? That doesn't really make sense. That doesn't match up with your age and your risk tolerance. Well, it pays a good dividend. Uh, okay, it's down 15% for the year. So who cares what the dividend is? My point is, is that what do you have and why do you have it? And you may be misled a little bit about that. Well, it's not your fault. This is not what you do. This is what we do. This is what the real financial services professionals do out there, okay, is help you understand how this works. And if you want help in your own life when it comes to this, please give us a call. Go to our website, get information, but give us a call. We can sit down and just have a conversation. I do not charge a, a fee to have a conversation, okay? And that's what we're going to do when you first come in. And it's going to be a very uh, non-invasive and yet informative meeting, and I'll ask you some questions, and you'll ask me some questions, and we'll just kind of figure out what's best for you. If you're doing everything right, I will tell you and say, good luck, and I'll talk to you later. If there's something you see of value, then fine, we might engage in a relationship. But at least get some information to understand what's out there, what's available, and how those things can help you. So give yeah. us a call, 332-7855. Right, and you have, before we go, real quick, we just have a couple of minutes here, uh, you have a color of money risk analysis, or the Comra, uh, that's uh, no cost. People can go on your website and take that to get their right. own personal risk tolerance score and then set up a complimentary consultation with you. And, and you can say, hey, here's where you're at. Uh, then let's yeah. l let's look at your statements and say, oh, this is, but this, your 401k and your IRA, this isn't really how your investment, right. your investments, uh, maybe they're not allocated that way. And maybe you need to make it an adjustment, right? That's exactly right. And I cannot recommend this enough. Okay. Because so many times, especially in the last 10 years, okay, I've been doing this for 17 years, but but overall, I would say, um, or actually 18 years now, sorry. Yeah, I'm getting older. Anyway, <laughs> no. Uh, so, so I cannot recommend this enough, Tony, because so many times I sit down, we go through this camera uh, exercise, color money risk analysis, gives you a score, and yet we look at your statements and it's nothing like that. And that's the problem. We need to be in line with our goals and objectives. And if you've just let the money sit there and you haven't rebalanced and you haven't changed your allocation, which is very common in a 401k scenario, then you need to do this. Okay. And we can help you do this. And we implement this. We actually take it a step further, Tony, because if we go through the camera and we understand where we're at, but you want to take it, you want to really dive deep. We have a, a process called the portfolio analysis review. And that goes through all kinds of reports to give you the most information possible so you can make the best decision possible when it comes to your investments. All right, we're almost out of time, but give us that phone number one more time before we go. Sure, Tony. It's 573-332-7855. Our website is theinnovativeteam.com. I hope everyone has a great week. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye -bye. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Elspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com.
www.innovativefinancialplanners.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.